0: Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 30 of the Video Game Mythos podcast. We've been going now for well over half of a year, but even though this isn't exactly a landmark occasion for us, I think I'm going to switch it up today. Today, I'm going to take a review into an analytics approach of how Video Game Mythos episodes are created behind my methodology, the madness that it is. So on today's episode, you're going to learn a little bit about how I think, the gears behind my brain so to speak. We're going to take a deep dive and look at some of the methods behind my analysis and hopefully that sheds some light onto the crazy world that I call reality. Welcome to episode 30 of Video Game Mythos. The first thing I'm going to do is put on some soft background music that I made earlier this week. And that might help set the tone for any sort of crazy, conscious ideas that I've formulated and created the baseline for the principles in which I analyze and observe characters in not only video games, but really in all of life. So this might be not exactly a video game mythos episode, more so than a Ryan episode. This is a little bit deeper for me on a personal level because there's a lot of intimate thought that goes behind not only these myths in these video games, but also my perception of reality. So without further ado, let's hit the ground running. Rather than immediately going into some philosophical deep shit, I'm just gonna start talking about real things like human interactions, human behaviors, and I'm going to look at humans objectively. Every character in every video game story that's ever been created has been created by mankind, by a consciousness, a consciousness who has hopes, dreams, and desires, who wants to tell a story, who wants to amaze the world with their creation. A video game is an amazing thing because there's so much work that goes into creating an experience and that's what it boils down to the bottom line of a video game is that it is an experience and that's why it's so much more essential so much more of an influence to people is because it's not just something that you sit back and you watch or observe. It's something that you engage with. It's something that at the core of our being, we participate in. We become the character. We play the role. And that allows us to feel what the character feels through all of their triumphs and through all of their defeats. This robust dynamic allows for an amazing foundation for analysis. There are many subset categories, different types of analysis that can be done. So today I'm going to specifically look at one of the most common categories of a character. And when I'm speaking about these things, I hope that you have an open mind. You try to think about this like you would anything else in your day-to-day life and try to think about it as a method for growth, a method for hearing another opinion, and a method for thinking about things in a different way to contribute toward the end goal of having a full and fulfilling life. So the category I'm going to look into today is nothing other than love. What what is love? Many different characters in many different video games experience love, and their version of it may differ greatly from our subjective assessment of the world in our real lives. But in most video games, there's often some typical cliches. Some hero and some heroine that are placed at odds with one another somehow by some characteristic of them. But through the miracle of storytelling, those gaps are bridged and they find love. So today I'm going to look at what makes love. What are the ingredients that create love? I think it's pretty undeniable that we can all agree that love is a real thing in this world. It is untangible. It is matterless. It has no physical essence. Yet, not only can it be more real to us than anything, oftentimes it defines what is real. One of the primary pillars to love in any character, whether it be a friend, a family, or Zidane from Final Fantasy IX, the pillar of love is kindness. Kindness has gracious eyes. It is not small-minded or competitive. Kindness wants nothing back from itself. Kindness strikes a resonance with the depths of our own heart. It also suggests that our vulnerability, though exposed, is not taken advantage of, but rather it becomes an occasion for dignity and for empathy. Kindness is a gentle sound that seems to echo compassionate goodness. When someone is kind to you, you feel understood and seen. There is no judgment or harsh perception directed towards you. Something deep in the human soul seems to depend on the presence of kindness. Something instinctive in us expects it, and once we sense it, we are able to trust and open ourselves. Despite all the darkness, human hope is based on the instinct that at the deepest level of reality, some intimate kindness holds way this is the heart of blessing to believe in blessing and to believe that our being here our very presence in this world is itself the first gift the second gift is still the gift of presence and i don't mean a gift for christmas i mean the gift of your time the gift of subjecting yourself to others and allowing them to see you and this is a reference to D&D Kanda in one of our other podcasting projects. Uh, I play the role of Bartholomew in the D&D Kanda series. Bartholonew, in one of the episodes, I believe 13, he has a one-on-one with another character who was having trouble defining his own reality. He had lost large chunks of his memory, and through his caricatures and through his demeanor, you could tell that it greatly unnerves him. Through a one-on-one between Bartholomew and Topher, I did a rendition on a very meaningful piece of literature that you are now about to hear. This is called, I See You. I am here. For centuries, African bushmen have greeted each other in this way. When one becomes aware of his brother or sister coming out of the brush, he exclaims, I see you. And then the one approaching rejoices, I am here. This timeless bearing witness is both simple and profound. It is telling that much of our modern therapeutic journey is suffered to this end, to have who we are and where we've been be seen. For with this simple and direct affirmation, it is possible to claim our own presence to say, I am here. It is important to note that being seen enables us to claim our lives, and then it is possible to pass the gift on to others. But just as important as bearing witness is the joy with which these Bushmen proclaim what they see. It is the joy of first seeing and first knowing. This is the gift of love. In a culture that erases its humanity, that keeps the act of innocence and beginning invisible. We are sorely in need of being seen with joy. So we can proclaim with equal astonishment and innocence that of all the things that could have been or not, we are here. As far back as we can remember, peoples of the oldest tribes, even unencumbered by civilization, have been rejoicing in being on earth together. Not only can we do this for one another, it is essential. For as stars need space to be seen, as waves need shore to crest, as dew needs grass to soak into, our vitality depends on how we exclaim and rejoice, I see you, I'm here. This approach to looking at love as bearing witness as being there is nothing more than the bottom line of the most valuable thing in all of our worlds our own time it's the one thing that we could run out of every day of our lives and the people that we choose to spend our time with are the relationships that will be built are the foundation of who we are today i'm going to take a philosophical approach, and I'm gonna take a lesson from a TV show called The Orville. And if you haven't seen this show, I highly recommend it. One of their principles, one of their philosophies states that humans are social animals and that when we were born, we're a blank slate. And over the course of our lives, we expand and we grow. And that every single one of us is shaped By the totality of our relationships. People that we love and people that we hate all make their mark. Whether we like it or not, it makes us who we are. It is our reality. This matrix is one of the dynamics that I use to analyze love stories, such as Grandia 2, which was kind of a spin-off to the actual story But there is some early character dynamics that could indicate that Elena genuinely did fall in love far earlier than her words said she did. This understanding that humans are animals, and looking at the human race objectively, it is possible to conclude that we are genuinely shaped by the totality of our relationships and that genuinely the people that we love and the people that we hate all make their mark on our world, on our reality. It's basically saying that whether or not we like it, it does make us who we are, and it creates our subjective reality. All of our realities are built on consciousness. So given time and dedication, we can learn to control it, to shape it, and to mold it. It's a form of long-term self-control that takes patience, objectivity, compassion, and understanding. This philosophy builds to the point that logically, it would make a lot of sense if these were the ingredients that would create world peace, or at least some sort of nonviolent coexistence. I perceive the message a little differently because I think that that understanding can help us utilize it to strengthen our relationships that affect the bottom line of our reality in any direction that we desire. Unconditional love itself isn't something that consciousness can will into existence. It's a byproduct of nurturing certain relationships and molding our reality around them. I would like to sincerely thank you for indulging me today. I got to talk about a lot of the foundational pillars of my beliefs, and and that means a lot to share that with you. This episode has been special, although without merit because nobody cares about my opinion. But if you do, I'd like for you to let me know what you thought. Send me an email, ryan at 13palmtrees.com. It's been a pleasure to bring you this content today, proudly, by 13 Palm Trees Podcast Productions. If you liked any of the content that you heard throughout this episode, be sure to check out our D&D Kinda episode, where we create our own realities, and we play the roles of other characters. And yes, there is so much love. I would like to thank you for listening to Video Video Game Mythos. (laughs)